Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. And we are fully going video with these things now. So Phil and I are going to talk with you about uh, investing, finance, and retirement. And that's my buddy Phil on the other side. How you doing, my friend? I am doing great. How about you, Mark? Doing pretty good. Hanging in there. You had a busy week last week, back in the office full time, doors yep. open, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're by appointment only typically okay. anyways. I mean, it's, okay. you know, it uh, don't, don't have a lot of traffic in and out, but yeah, we're, we're back in now. So trying to get back to that normalcy of the office. And right. Getting everything back in, in place and working again. It's funny talking to some of my clients that are business owners that, uh-huh. And a dentist client that said, yeah, they went back in and AC's not working now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not a good thing because we hit some 90 degree de- days in May, which is just unheard of or right. early June. Right, so, right. Yeah, you know, know you go 10, 11 weeks without really doing testing check, things, testing doing things and, running things. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's some of that stuff that kind of slips your head a little bit. I was talking with another client uh, of ours uh, that I do shows with, and uh, and he's in uh, Pennsylvania, and he said, "Yeah, they they just came off of red, uh, their red conditions to yellow. So, uh, okay. even though you guys a lot of times as advisors were considered essential in a lot of places, in his area they yeah. were not. It was life saving business only. I think was what was was. So they he couldn't even go to the office." And so um, he said for the first time in 11 weeks, he put a suit on. It was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did it still fit? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he said, luckily, he actually lost a little bit of weight. But Oh, there you go. I was That's like, good. That's not good. me. I did the quarantine 15. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it's like, but it's the little things you kind of don't think about, right? You know, it's like 11 weeks yep. without, you know, getting dressed, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had come in the office to check mail every day anyway. So we've got a mailbox in the back. But, and I had already run the water, you know, at least once or twice a week, I'd run the water and flush the toilets and do things like that just because I didn't want to let water sit there forever. And right. Yep. But we had the, the water commissioner had sent out a notice of, okay, this is what you need to do. Your people are coming back into the offices, you know, you got to do all these different things. To, That's probably a good idea um, actually, because yeah. I get a lot of people just kind of don't, you just forget about it. You know, you just don't think about it. So yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to see that uh, that's continuing on. And I know obviously things are opening up. You guys are like us now. I think you're 50% on restaurants or at yep, the time yeah, of this they taping. Yeah, just opened restaurants this week. So yeah, at the time of this uh, podcast taping. So we'll see. And boy, the people are just like, what is the deal with the market? You know, I mean, it's... Oh, it's been on a rage. It's crazy. And yet unemployment and all these things going on. And it's like, <clears throat> yep. it's... You know, we'll get into some things later on. But, you know, people are saying, well, be careful. This could be that W... Um, that we talked about a few episodes right. back. Yeah, uh, this could be that rise back up before another fall, possibly in the fall. So, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's still a lot of economic unknowns. I mean, we're we're starting to see some of the openings. We've seen unemployment turn the other direction. I mean, it was part of the big uh, boost we got towards the end of the week last week was you know yeah. the numbers and it looked good. Um, so we'll know more as businesses fully open up and. We find out which businesses are still there. I mean, that's you know one of the concerns I have. That's true too. A lot yeah, of the small businesses. There's a lot of them that um, unfortunately probably aren't going to survive this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and get into the fall and kind of see what happens again. You know, right. If we do end up with some kind of a second wave, and 
what that looks like at that point and, and the, the reaction at that stage. Yeah, but, definitely. Well, still a long not, way not to, to mention the election. Not to mention the election, right? A whole nother yeah. Yeah, concern 20, of volatility right there. So. 2020 is not done with us yet. Or, no, or we're not done with a, it or whatever. Yeah, It's going to be a year for the record books. I'm yeah, sure, for so. sure. For sure. Well, let's get into our topic this week, Phil. Let's talk a little bit about IRAs. So on the agenda yep. is traditional versus Roth. So first, just quickly, give us a simple breakdown between the two. So the difference is really, it comes down to pay me now, pay me later um, okay. with IRA versus Roth. Uh, at the end of the day, you, there, there's taxes owed. Um, so an IRA is the, the pay me later concept. You're, uh, another way to look at it maybe is paying uh, tax on the seed or the harvest, so to speak. So that's paying tax on the harvest. You're going to pay that tax bill later on once you pull the money out. Um, Roth IRA is just the opposite of that. It's going to be pay me now. You know, right. so you're paying tax on the seed, so to speak. You're putting money into a Roth IRA that you've already t been taxed on. The benefit then for that is now the growth is tax-free down the road, provided you follow the rules. And that's where you got to make sure you're you're abiding by what the IRS rules are for that. But that's right. the general concept is really when are you going to pay the tax and what are you going to pay tax on? Okay. And so we tend to, or at least we have for many, many, many years to traditionally go towards the traditional. Um, any particular reason why you think that is? I mean, I know it's been around longer. The Roth has been around since what, mid nineties or so, something like that. Yeah. So the, the traditional is, is uh, much longer running. Um, Roth is relatively new, so to speak. Um, and I think people are more gratified I want to say by, by the traditional, right? I mean, you see uh -huh. the savings. Yeah. I mean, it, as a CPA, a, a very common analogy we would make all the time <clears throat> working with clients was, you know, if you're putting money into an IRA, well, if you're putting in $6,000, let's say, it's only going to cost you maybe four out of your pocket. Okay. <clears throat> because of that tax deduction, you know, so that's more gratifying, easier to, to you know, use that concept of, well, I, I guess I can put in four, but I really get six in my account six is going to grow to hopefully 60 or a hundred or whatever it is later down the road. Mm -hmm. And now you're paying tax on that amount versus the six you put in. Okay. So, well, yeah, and so I, I think that's one of the main reasons early on is it's just, it's more gratifying to, well, to see that savings up front. And prior to our current tax code, tax con, uh, conditions that we're in right now, people often say, well, the tax benefit, you know, I want the tax deduction or, or whatever the case is. Uh, but that's, has that really been that effective under the current tax code? Cause it's with the, with the whole 24,000 for married couple, does that make a difference? Yeah. Cause I mean, this is way before any of that anyways, right. you, you, these deductions are prior to, um, what you would get. It's not, it's not an itemized deduction, okay. All right, cool. I guess put it that way. So you get the, the IRA deduction or 401k, 401k is very similar. It's just reducing your wages. Right. Um, before you get into itemized or standard deduction anyways. Okay. So, so now the Roth has obviously been making a huge push uh, the last couple of years, again, to the tax code that we're currently in with the rates right. being what they are. We know what they are. A lot of people have been very big on trumpeting the uh, no pun intended actually uh, by just <laughs> but, but blowing the horn of saying, Hey, maybe now's a good time to do conversions, things of that nature. Cause you know what the tax rates are. Is that kind of the biggest uh, reason that the Roth is so powerful is the, the, the tax conversion for what we're in as well as just, again, it's the pay me now, pay me later type thing. 
Yeah, again, it's you, you got to understand kind of the long-term effect of this concept to pay me now and pay me later. Um, yeah, the, the advantage to the Roth is that tax-free money in the future. Um, so one of the main reasons you're hearing it uh, promoted more today is the fact that historically we are in a very low tax bracket. Right. Um, you know, we're probably in the second lowest from a bracket standpoint that we've seen in, in the tax code. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people don't realize if you look back historically on the tax rates, we have seen a, a top bracket of 94%, you know, which is yeah. just unfathomable today yeah, to no. think that you'd be paying 94%. Um, but the, the reality is even kind of at that, that nominal average kind of earnings, right. we are still in a very low tax bracket today than, than um, what we were in the future. And it really comes down to understanding your situation long term and what taxes look like for you. You know, so that's where when you're looking at IRA versus Roth, there's a lot of generalities out there that like anything in in retirement, there's all sorts of general rules that conceptually kind of make sense. But then you have to step back to your situation and say, well, does it make sense for me? Yeah. Okay. So in that generalization kind of thought, is there a specific person that fits into one or the other category or is it truly a case by case? So if you would say, okay, a young person, uh, you know, in their twenties or thirties, you should definitely be doing a Roth at this point because you know, you've got all these years, you pay the taxes now while it's low and maybe an older person should be doing the traditional. Is there, is there any mold that fits or is it truly a, you know, a, a case by case? It, I mean, it is truly case by case. I mean, I, I would definitely say for a younger person, um, there is more advantage to a Roth, okay, for sure, because they they're able to put back to our original concept in it. They're able to put a smaller amount in, let's say the six thousand. They have a lot of years for that to grow and build up to a, a larger tax-free pool of money. Mm-hmm. You know, so that from a time standpoint, they have time on their side. Um, right. Doesn't mean that it's not right for somebody in their fifties and sixties, and that's. We typically work with clients kind of in that, you know, late fifties, early sixties age group, mm-hmm. which when we, and we do a lot of Roth conversions and Roth planning with clients. And, and at first when people hear the, the word Roth, it's like, well, I'm too old for that. Uh, you know, why would I do, I don't have that many years right. before retirement that, that just doesn't make sense. But understanding the other side of the Roth and, and one of the bigger advantages are that you don't have to take a required distribution, you know, versus traditional you do. True. You know, so that's another piece of the Roth, especially for somebody maybe in that older age group that isn't thinking a Roth fits them or could fit really well. I mean, right. if you're, when you run the math out, getting forced to take a lot of required distributions out of your account that you didn't really need for a living, mm-hmm. then this is a way of repositioning, paying the taxes ahead. But by doing that, now you can minimize taxes going forward. Yeah. Well, better control your scenario. So again, if you're, if you're on the, fence of, you know, which is the right for me, which one is right for me, traditional versus Roth. Uh, as always, you know, you want to make sure you're having those conversations with your advisor. If you're thinking about Roth conversions, which again, have been very, very uh, popular conversation piece for the last couple of years and, and may continue to do so uh, for the next little bit, uh, definitely reach out and have a conversation with a qualified professional like Phil. And as always, folks, if you have questions, you can call 248-888-7530. I'll have that uh, pop up here on the screen. 248-888-7530. You can also go to afswealthmgt.com. I'll put that on the screen as well. afswealthmgt.com. 
Com. And subscribe to the podcast while you're there. Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. You can find links for Apple, Google, Spotify, just about uh, Stitcher, lots of different platforms you can choose from. So hit the subscribe button. Uh, we'll pop that up as well. And on YouTube, and we'd certainly appreciate it. And if you'd like to send an email question in, you can certainly do so. Go to the website, as I mentioned, and drop us a message. And that's what we've got right now. We'll take an email question from the Novi area, and it's Samantha. And she says, uh, Phil, unless something goes horribly wrong, we should be leaving a significant amount of money to our kids. But I can't decide if we should tell them about the plans right now or just let it be a surprise. I am certain they have no idea what our net worth is like. Do you get people that that, that ask you this often, Phil? Like, should we surprise the kids or should we, uh, you know, just kind of include them in the process? Um, it, it varies, you know, um, it, it, a lot of clients when we're running through the planning process, they're not necessarily planning on leaving money to kids. It's mm -hmm. more, if it's there, great, but um, I save for it, you know, I'm going to use it during retirement, yeah. which ideally that's, a, Go for you're it. right. That's what you did. Yeah. You know? I guess in your scenario, you really have to understand your kids. You know, you, you don't want to maybe go to them telling them, oh, you're, you know, you're going to get a million dollars in retirement because right. now they're anticipating. And, and again, depending on your child, they might be pre-thinking, oh, I'm going to be, you know, be able to buy this boat or do whatever it is. I'll blow you know, through my maybe, own money because I'll have money on the back end. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or it's going to discourage them from saving because true. they don't, you know, oh, I don't have to save mom and dad's got me covered at the end, you know, yeah, and true. maybe that's not the case unless you have life insurance policies in place to pay off for sure, a guarantee. You know, if you're just running projections that it looks like this is going to happen, right. you want to be careful not to set them up. Yeah, a long-term so, care event could come along and derail that. Absolutely. There's a lot of reasons and, and you know, where the money could go, you know. so Or you just decided <clears throat> there's a different lifestyle. You wanted to spend a little more of it. You know, so again, that really comes down to <clears throat> understanding your situations and the kids and whether it's it's beneficial to, to bring them into that early yeah. on. Yeah. And I definitely recommend, especially if they're going to be executors or handle parts of your estate, at some point you need to, you need to share with them kind of where things are at and what the plan are. Cause that's the other side of the equation. I work right. with clients that are now working with their parents that are reaching some of these stages of long-term care and they have no idea what their parents' finances are. And that's a problem yeah. because you don't know if they have enough or if you're going to have to help or you know, are they going to be on Medicaid? I mean, what's the situation? Right. You need to really understand their situation. You know, playing devil's advocate for Samantha here, I, I feel like in today's world, it's probably better to err on the side of caution and really clue the kids in. I mean, it, you know, you're figuring they're adult children at right. this point anyway. It's really, I would say more times than not, that might be the safer bet. Uh, simply for some of the reasons we've already illustrated, you know, right. just because there's so many different things that can happen. And I get in a way it would be really neat, you know, for them to find out, you know, kind of like when you, you know, it's, it's fun to give your kids this great Christmas present, right. As they're right, growing right. up or something and they're just the look on their face. But I think like with this, I mean, there's so many ways it could go. You may not get to see the look on their face because something may have happened to you or, you yep. know, any number of things. So it may error on the side of caution to clue them in sooner rather than later. But to Phil, to your point, great point, know your own kids, right? If you think it's going to hinder them, uh, then maybe fudge the numbers. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe we've got you in the plans uh, and you might get a little something, but not a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, I even telling them the numbers, I mean, you got to be careful with that too, because that'll kind of all change. So I mean, That's it true. almost plays in well to our, our IRA versus Roth. 
this kind of a scenario is, is a very significant benefit to your kids and having that Roth because it can help manage their tax bill. Right. And that's something we work with with clients on all the time is, is understanding that dynamic. Because if you leave your, your children a large IRA balance, if they are receiving that in kind of their later part of their career, probably the top earning levels of their career, which is the you know, now they've usually. got a huge tax burden. Right. You know? yeah. So there, there's a lot of planning that goes into that. So definitely. But yeah, I guess we kind of blew that uh, that question up a little bit, but there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of points in there. There so. really is. And Sam, thank you so much for submitting that question. Samantha, uh, thank you so much for submitting that question. And anybody else that'd like to submit one, of course, you know, and that's the kind of the idea is we're going to give you a, hopefully some point counterpoint a little bit of uh, a useful nugget or two to chew on uh, to decide what it is that you want to do with your situation. And like anything, as I mentioned before, always check with a qualified professional before you take any action. And with that, we're going to say goodbye this week here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. And of course, I'll have the information up there. So reach out to us, subscribe to us, all those good kinds of things. And we will see you next time on the program. Phil, my friend, thanks for uh, being here with me. I appreciate it. Good to be here. Have a good week. We'll see you soon. Stay safe and uh, stay sane. And we'll talk to you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putt. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.